Together at the Table, the podcast from Integrity Music, where people around the world sit at their tables and talk about life in all its colors. Not to judge, but to love, share, listen, and learn. Whether you're rich or poor, we all sit at a table. And when we gather, everyone has a part to play in the conversation. So join us now as we share stories together at the table. Welcome to Together at the Table, where we gather to share stories and insights with extraordinary individuals. I'm your host, Andrew Phillips, and today we're thrilled to introduce Gilbert Nan Lohi. Born in Indonesia, lived in Canada, now living in Nashville, Gilbert is a deeply passionate man and about God, people, and music. He currently serves as the A&R Director of Integrity Music as a curator and gatherer. And Gilbert plays a pivotal role in the development of songs, uh, songwriters, producers, and projects for renowned artists like Leland, Matt Redman, William McDowell, Thrive Worship, Phil Thompson, and many more. But that's not all. Gilbert is also at the helm of Revere, a multi-artist community with a mission to inspire worship with Jesus. Furthermore, Gilbert works with more than over 50 independent artists. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> assisting in the cultivation of their artistry, and providing expertise in digital marketing and music distribution. Join us now as we sit with Gilbert Nanlohi and explore his incredible journey in the world of music and faith. Gilbert, welcome to the table. Andrew, thank you for having me. It's good to be at the table. It's a real pleasure. <laughs> uh, we're basing this whole conversation around a scripture, which is Luke eleven thirty-seven, And yeah. it says, Jesus had finished speaking mm -hmm. and a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. And I've kind of felt that we always start these conversations with welcoming Jesus to the table. And I wonder mm -hmm. if you'd do us the honor of inviting Jesus to this table. Absolutely. Let's pray. First of all, God, thank you. Thank you for your divine invitation for us to be a part of your family, to be at the table. Um, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, for coming down humbly as a, as a God and um, sacrificing yourself as man. That's the most uh, meaningful inv invitation of life. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for us, for our sins. And Holy Spirit, guide us as we, as, uh, as we have these conver conversations together at the table. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Gilbert, I want to start by asking you about the table you work at. Yeah. What is it you actually do? I mean, I've given a brief intro, but you tell me. Sure. That table you work at, what's it, what's it all about? I, um, I work in the music business, also in the um, nonprofit um, faith sector of society. And um, I talk to people <laughs> and I listen to them and... Um, and um, we make things happen in 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 music, uh, mostly. So my table looks like a lot of um, organizing and managing, and listening. 
Um, so any tool that would help me, such as laptops and notes and uh, phones, phones mo mostly, but um, I, I I used to um, uh, help people navigate life <laughs> when their faith and their art. Mm. And because it's international, mm -hmm. that table's on all the time, isn't it? I mean, you never turn it off. I try to take it off, uh, turn it off for yeah, sure. sure. Like, there's a balance to life in every season. But uh, yeah, it's exciting because God's moving somewhere on earth right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, every every second, every day. So um, I'm trying to be as intentional and um, as much as possible. So yeah, it, yeah, it's a global, small world, huh? It is. <laughs> because the objective of all that you're doing is very Jesus-focused and particularly in the worship uh, aspect, yeah. songs that will bring us closer to Jesus. Yeah. And also helping artists who have chosen that, you know, that as a ministry and yeah. choice of their life. So you've got a lot of big things to deal with. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, when, when these things are on the table, these are not just a number or a name. These are people with a story and a life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And those stories are important. You know, um, they, they bring it to the table and we <laughs> try to as best serve uh, um, that artist's vision and um, make sure there's more people to that table um, for any type of projects, for any type of movement, for church. And um, as particularly with Revere, it is centered on focusing on Jesus, the reverential worth and wonder of God. Think um, sometimes in the general rhetoric of our songs and, and uh, messaging for church and church music, uh, it can be a, about us, uh, and we forget that we're here for God. We we you know we serve we, our pain, our our sorrows, our joy, and our experiences is to glorify God. And sometimes God is not in the equation of our worship music. That's that's what my work's all about, focusing it back to God. And I guess, too, at times there must be things in people's lives that come to the table which you have to be trusted with mm -hmm. and you have to pray about. Is that is that common? Yeah, very common. I mean, the fragilities of life is, life is very real. And um, you, you listen well and you talk and uh, walk with people as best as you can and um, and relate when you can. And when you can't relate, you listen mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you respond accordingly. Do you find yeah. that the worship songs that that mean the most and, and really work on taking us closer to, to Jesus, that they've come with a price? The those songs will cost you your life. Mm -hmm. Those those stories, those um, uh, you know hardships, those uh, uh, victory messages, they cost something. <laughs> Sometimes it's your, you know, uh, your journey with your spouse. Sometimes it's your journey with a church. Sometimes it's God. You your relationship with God. You name it. There's mm -hmm. a plethora of um, of reasons uh, where. You know, we see it as a product, but it's, you know, the most meaningful songs came from something, mm. from a life experience. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Can we talk about your family table? Absolutely. The one you've grown up with and yeah. the one you might be building yourself. Yeah. Um, any special memories about your, your your family table and how important is, is Jesus in that? I would say Jesus is at the center of that. Um, I am here talking to you today. I'm working at this company. Um, 
in um in America because of a mission. You mm -hmm. know, my parents uh, are Indonesians. I was born in Indonesia in Jakarta, and uh, in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a move of God that um, traveled through um, um, the region, Southeast Asia where salvations and miracles and signs and wonders and um and and it was happening all around in the biggest muslim country in the world so my parents came um uh, into a movement where there was a lot of um uh, faith building things that was happening in because of because of the church growth you know so yes there's persecution there is um there is tension there is religious caste type of system and um and they uh you know form a worship entity that became a movement that eventually sent them as missionaries to the world Amazing. so i've lived in 13 different cities in my life and uh I don't remember them all, but I mostly grew up in, in the West Coast of America in Seattle. And um, we're church planters, and my parents uh, are missionaries, musicians, and uh, pastors. So at the table, um, as I said, uh, we, you know, we, we try to keep Jesus at the center all the time, but it, it, sometimes the dynamics is, we, you know, we, we grow apart and then we, we, um, we come back uh, as, as one family. And, but they're my best friends. Absolutely. Me, my parents, my sister. And um, we, we journeyed life together. So I feel a sense of mission. I, I feel like I'm an army brat, <laughs> so, sort of. And um, I don't, you know, I don't particularly call one place home. I have many homes. Mm. And, um, you know, where my family is, that's where I am in, at the table. So what I'm building here, um, you know, currently at Integrity Music and Revere and all that is an extension of how I was raised. Mm. Um, anybody's welcome. Everybody has their part. Everybody is at the table. We all are distinct and we have dignity at the table. One thing I've noticed uh, about you when I've had conversations with you, yeah. you have a calmness about yourself. You have uh, a gentleness about yourself. And yet your life seems to be one of like constant movement and constant changes and things like that, but you maintain that. What do you put that down to? Um, I think is. uh I just uh, go one day at a time. I think hmm. my parents are super creative as well. I work with creative people. I am a creative being. We all have ADHD, I feel like, and uh, and panicking about it or being sporadic is a part of uh, uh, the process. So I just, I let it be what it is. I'm, I am perfectionist. I am, I do have OCD. I do have all those things that, mm -hmm. you know, um, prevent us, not prevent, but just kind of like the challenges you have to go through, you know. Um, uh, but I, I, f I feel like I got that from my dad. He's very calm. <laughs> He's, mm -hmm. And um, my mom's very ex extroverted. So I'm, I'm kind of in the middle and I, I manage a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to be calm about it. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. ADHD and yeah. other aspects and so on. And I think, is that becoming more common and, and, and are people more uh, admitting it more mm -hmm. in the world of songwriting and, yeah. and artist work? I feel like mental health in general it has become the primary um, source of um, uh, topic, <laughs> not just in the church, but in, in songwriting. People are so open about, 
you know, their brokennesses mm -hmm. or and I'm not even saying it's a brokenness. I think ADHD, OCD, all of these mental health things are, uh, are what makes you so special mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, everybody's creative in different ways. So in, in our world, in music, in, in ministry and faith, and uh, I feel like it's so, so accepted and common and you can take a breather when you can when when the, the the thing that you're a part of lets you um you know uh be be yourself but um in other cases it's still it's still hard to communicate so yeah, yeah. and i'm not i'm i'm celebrating people who who says oh yeah you know i overcame this to get to where i am that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah you live alone don't you i do so yeah. you've got the table that you have at your place is your hmm. it's just you it's and just that me. table. How do you approach that? Oh man, like I said, I try to invite as many people there <laughs> as possible. So yes, I do live alone, but I'm I'm barely at the table. I feel like by myself because I'm on the go. Hmm. Um, so my my table is next to the kitchen, and that's where I work. That's where I eat, and that it's um. It's nice because there's an array of sunlight, so I, I I just I I'm like not isolated in a room, you know. So it's not that much bigger than this. It's black. It's um it's simple. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus spent a lot of time um, at tables. Mm -hmm. Just you know, I find it intriguing that he was a carpenter and he made yeah. them, but he also spent a lot of time sitting at them. Yeah. And he spent a lot of time sitting with the marginalized, you know, the people that nobody wanted to sit with. Mm -hmm all the people that are difficult to sit with. How do you approach that in your life? Man, that's I, that's an inspiration to sit with the marginalized. How, how humble of God <laughs> to do that in the form of Jesus. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. So, you know, um, listening is one thing. I mean, that's the best thing you could do <laughs> yes. when you're at the table, you listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Breaking bread together. Is that a big part of your faith and life at the mm -hmm. table? I love good food. <laughs> so I think uh, food and music there, you know, go going hand in hand together. Yeah. yeah. It is a big part of my life. I love cooking, you know. So, um, yeah, very much so. If I could be as hospitable to a stranger as possible, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Together at the table. Stream The Mystery of Christ Live, the new album from Revere, anywhere you listen to music. The Mystery of Christ Live. The new album from Revere, available now. Together at the Table. Hi, Andrew Phillips here. We've put together a resource for you to take your podcast experience to the next level. You can now bring the heartwarming conversations from our podcast to your very own table. Introducing the Together at the Table PDF Listening Guide. This guide provides a deeper insight into our series, 
and offers you the chance to host your very own Together at the Table gathering. Inside, you'll find all the thought-provoking questions we discuss in every episode. Use these questions to create meaningful conversations with your friends and family, just as we do on the podcast. It's a great way to connect and grow together. Download your copy now by going to integritymusic.com forward slash together at the table. We'd love you to share your responses with us. What insights did you gain and what conversations were sparked around your table? We've set up a voicemail so you can get in touch and tell us about your stories from your table. Call 1-607-96-TABLE. That's 1-607-968-2253. We look forward to sharing your stories and thoughts on a future episode. Thank you for being part of this beautiful community. This question is uh, a tough question, but I want to ask mm-hmm. it anyway. Sure. And it, it's like, what do you think people say about you when you leave the table? Or what would you hope that they say about mm-hmm. you when you leave the table? I think my hope is that, like you said earlier, you know, okay, that puts my mind to ease. I'm more calmer that he's left. <laughs> not Not because I've left, but I've provided a somewhat of a calm presence or solution to something. Um, not that I have to fix every problem on earth, but um, I'd love to be of service mm. to others. So I hope that's what people say about me. Mm. If you could leave something at the table today, yeah, like give something to me yeah. or just leave something here, mm-hmm. good or bad, what would you want to leave? Man, you can have my phone. <laughs> I feel like you've had I enough wanna, of your phone. No, I think an analog life is pretty cool. Right. Yeah, <laughs> now yeah. that we're so digitized and everything is, you know, is accessible, maybe I would love to learn stuff without Google. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would love to be more unplugged so I could experience mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. before the phones. So if you and also you can sort through my notes and my text messages and emails and open up my life. And Hey, that's what Gilbert's all about. I don't know. Mm. Cause I'm so close to it. So that, I think a, my, I think a person's phone tells a lot about them. That's a really good point. A really good point. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Um, I want to talk about yeah. moments that you can remember. Sure. Um, so looking back over your life, you've sat at a lot of tables, you've been to a lot of countries, yes. mixed with a lot of people. Is there one moment that you can recall that changed your life at a table? At the table, when I was 10 years old, um, gave my life to Christ at a Korean Presbyterian church in Alhambra, California. And um, I was sitting at the back of the the church where this pastor was preaching about um, God's grace in our life. And he's inviting us for this experience of a lifetime. Um, And I remember sitting next to the, uh, you know, front of house guy, which is mixing the sound and all that. I've always sat at the back of the church because (laughs) I'm a pastor's kid. So um, I just remember that table. It's um, the mixing console is here. The, the you know the 
projection lyrics, whatever is here. And then I was sitting there. I think that's the most profound table that, uh, that, um, that I was, you know, that was in because, um, of what it did to my life. It changed everything. Even though I grew up in a Christian home, I never, you know, I never accepted him as my Lord and Savior until then. Do you remember the exact feeling that you had at that moment? Excitement. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was a kid, you know. And I think we're in a world where we make these um, decisions as kids and teenagers and we either stuck stuck to it or we deviated somehow or we, um, you know, um, deconstruct those ideas and build them up in a different way, whatever. But um, as an adult now, I can look back to that moment. That's mm. that's important because yeah. it was like a, a life-changing decision that um, not just quote-unquote stuck with, but I committed to. And um, I'm living the adult life version <laughs> of that decision. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I'm looking back at my life and looking forward. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's hard. It's not as exciting as it was, <laughs> but I'm so glad I'm invited. <laughs> I'm How so, did you know yeah. at that moment, you know, you, you talk about you were sitting there, but you knew yeah. something happened. How, how did you know that Jesus came at that point to sit at you, sit with you at that table at that moment in your life? Well, first of all, I grew up wildly charismatic and Pentecostal. So people were speaking in tongues, people were crying, people were manifesting all over. And I just, you know, I, that's how we grew up. You know, I, I grew up in that type of environment. But I, I just remember feeling a sense, a sense of, okay, this is different. You got to make a decision because, mm. you, you know, Growing up in that kind of environment, Sunday school where, uh, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so type of thing was not good enough for me. I have to experience it for myself. Or, so as a 10-year-old, you don't know what decision you're making. You're just you're just making it, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? So I just said, okay, this is different. I'm actually, you know, aware enough that this is an adult decision. Mm -hmm. So I made it. And it felt like a relationship happened at that point. Yeah. 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 If you could sit with anybody mm -hmm. at the table who's here or sadly maybe not be here, yeah, who would you choose and why? I think I'd choose my grandma, my mom's mom. Hmm. I think um, she left when I was 12, went home to be with the Lord. And um, she's the evangelist of, um, of the family. She would just talk to anybody about Jesus, hmm. that bold type of old school faith where there's no rules. You just... You're you're you, you are a Christian person who talks about Jesus, and I feel like that's um, my our conversation would be about boldness, about um, about realities of this generation and um, and this time, but also as a reminder for me, okay, we we all have goals, and um, as a Christian person, what that means for us, you know. And um, I'm trying. I'm trying to integrate my life as much as possible. So there's only one Gilbert, and and my what what I say to you is what I say to anybody else. So my grandmother is a is a big, uh, you know, uh, important character in our family tree. Hmm. And of course, I would love to sit with Jesus. Well, I, <laughs> I want to. Yeah. I want to ask you that. Mm -hmm. That is really the question, isn't it? Yeah. Like. 
if you could sit at the table with Jesus, what would you say? Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, I, man, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think he'd say to you? You tried your best. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say, I don't know, maybe in, somewhere along the lines of you've done well, good and faithful servant, I hope, yeah. when when that time comes. Yeah. But I would love also to be introduced to the martyrs, to people like Stephen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Apostle Paul. And man, I remember I was boiled alive for that. I remember I was stoned for that. I, I remember the same faith that you believe in. I died for that. Mm. <laughs> I was yeah. I was uh, hung on the cross upside down. All those people, and just just being awe and be be small in that type of setting and say, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah. you know that's why you're here. That's why we're here." You know, one day, one day, when that time will come and say, yeah. and I'll just say thank you as well as those people, but mostly thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, the culmination of all that we do mm-hmm. is worship. It's, it's yeah. to get to that point of where we're worshiping Jesus. Yeah. I was going to ask you, your job is mm-hmm. actually helping create worship. Yeah. So how do you maintain your own worship separate to it being a job? Right. Well, we can worship anything. You know, we can worship the 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 one thing that our our attention, affection. We can worship literally anything. Our our kids, our our you know, our love for food, whatever it is. But making worship music um, has become such a industry complexity of a giant that you know there's so many finances and business things that are tied to it. What I do, I try to as much preserve the sacredness of it in conversation with text message to Zooms to phone calls to um, why are we even doing this and just keep asking ourselves in an oversaturated market of music, um, is this even God glorifying or this is something, a product for church growth? That's the type of questions I ask all the time. <clears throat> or career growth, and it's not is 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 not wrong to have careers to have art go out go out there to the world. But what we're trying to do with worship music is focusing on the person that we're just so in love and so um, revered, you know, or th- that sense of awe and respect towards God. That's what we're trying to do with my job. So when I try, when in my own personal devotion, in all my my personal life, um, these days I'm finding it much, much more clearer and better if I don't, <laughs> if I don't listen to music all the time and I actually have moments of silence, moments of, you know, breathing and just listening to friends, family, people, random people that God uses to speak to me. Because he's not only in music, he's in everything. But with the sacredness and the intentional, you know, being intentional about our um, art, (laughs) I feel 
a sense of responsibility of this sacred music unto the Lord. Yeah. yeah. It's been lovely to talk with you, Gilbert. Uh, uh, there's one final question I yeah, want to ask you. Absolutely. If people are listening to this and they might be thinking about whether they should or should not get to the table with Jesus, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? I would say that stick to your decision. (laughs) Being at the table with Jesus is risk-taking. Being at the table with Jesus is um, thrilling and and sometimes a little bit disappointing when you uh, look left and right and compare yourself with other people. But being at the table with Jesus is the best thing you can ever do because <laughs> um, what when you decide, when you stick to it, you're not only benefiting in this life, but <laughs> there's another life after this where it's eternal and you get to sit with him forever. So um, not everything's easy, but at the table, we're graciously invited. <laughs> and it's not just our voice as you hear so many other voices, and that's what makes the human experience unique. (laughs) Gilbert, thank you for coming to this table today. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. Together at the table. Together at the Table is an Integrity Music Podcast and hosted by Andrew Phillips. The show is produced by Lasting Media Group. Our executive producers are Andrew Phillips and Jason B. Jones. Special thanks to Callie Argent, Bruno Balduino, Olivia Buchanan, Madison France, Alicia St. Gillet, Robbie Moore, Matt Lott, Noah Newman, and John Schneck. Our theme music is Good God, Lo-Fi Version by Special Music from their upcoming album, Still Worship, Lo-Fi Volume 2. To listen to more lo-fi and Christian instrumental music, search for Still Worship wherever you listen to music. To learn more about Together at the Table, as well as Integrity Music, visit IntegrityMusic.com. And to get more involved with the show, follow us on socials at TogetherTablePod. We've also set up a voicemail at 1-607-96-TABLE. That's 1-607-968-2253. If you have comments or questions or you'd like to be a part of the show, please call and leave a message. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps keep Together at the Table on the charts where people can find our show. Thank you once again for being with us Together at the Table.